Hi, it's great to see you. Um, just want to add my welcome. It's great to have you with us. Um, so this morning we are doing the last part of our series from the book of Haggai. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it and got into Haggai, a great book just for, I think, for where we are right now. Um, we have only have a little bit um, left to go at the end of the book, so just a few verses and uh, two particular things that I want to share with you this morning. Um, but before we do that, let's, let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you for all that you are doing amongst us in these days. Lord, I thank you that your hand is upon us. Lord, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that you're here by your spirit even now. And Lord, we want to uh, welcome you again. We want to invite you to do just whatever you want to do this morning with us. Lord, we say this is your meeting. Lord, this is your, the gathering of your people, forming your temple in these days, where you promise that you will dwell by your spirit. And so we say, Holy Spirit, will you move amongst us? Will you prompt us? Lord, will you uh, point things out to us in our lives? Will you nudge us on things that we need to change? Lord, will you encourage us? Lord, will you be at work, Father? We don't want to come and listen or consume in that way. Lord, we want to engage with the living God. And thank you, Jesus, that we have the opportunity to do that. We thank you, Jesus, that because of you, we can come. And so, Lord, we worship you this morning, and we say, Lord, would you have your way in every one of our lives? If you, if you want to encounter God this morning, if you're willing for him to uh, move in you, then let's, let's just uh, close our eyes a minute, lift our hands to him, and just say, God, won't, won't you come? Won't you do whatever you want to do next with me? What is it that you want to say to me, Lord? What is it that you want to do with me? Come and fill, Father, each person by your spirit, Lord, I pray right now. Lord, that we be engaged with you. Lord, that we be listening to you. Lord, that we be ready for whatever it is that you want to do with us. Lord, we make ourselves available to you, living God. Living God, come and be amongst us. Living God, come and change the direction of what we're doing. Living God, be active in our minds and our hearts this morning, I pray. For your name's sake, Lord Jesus, and for your glory, we pray. Amen. Okay. As I say, last week in the book of Haggai, um, you will know if you've been listening over the last few weeks that this is an important moment in the history of the people of God. So they've been um, taken off into exile in Babylon, um, but the Persians have overthrown the Babylonians and the king of Persia has given permission for the Israelites to go back uh, to the city of Jerusalem to begin to rebuild their lives and has actually given them permission to worship their God and to uh, to, to rebuild the temple. And you will know that um, the book of Haggai is the prophet Haggai coming and speaking to the people of God who have just come back to Jerusalem. 
speaking in particular to Joshua, who is the high priest at that point, and to Zerubbabel, who is the governor, who's overseeing the people coming back, and really encouraging them in the work of building the temple. So there's been setbacks. They're not all... They went back initially enthusiastic about rebuilding and starting to give themselves to God's work again, but soon got discouraged. And so Haggai comes along and encourages them to prioritize the work on God's temple. You remember from chapter one that the prophet talks about um, not panelling their own houses in that sense, not prioritising the things that seem to be important in their lives, but coming and giving themselves to the things that God is prioritising. And so there's a real encouragement and a stirring of the people of God to focus, to put him first, to give him glory, to prioritise the things that are important in uh, God's purposes. And there's some success with that, um, some, some rebuilding, some uh, re-energizing of the people of God, if you like. But uh, there's a whole load of mixed feelings around the people of God. Um, because, as we discover in chapter 2, this temple that they're rebuilding is nothing like the original temple that Solomon uh, built. And actually, it's not so impressive. There's not as much gold. It's not so eye-catching. Actually, what the people have got a rebuilding now is not a patch on the previous temple. But Haggai, again, comes to encourage them and to say, no, 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 you don't worry about that. Don't worry about comparing it with the old things. Actually, see what I am doing now and see what that points forward to. And he tells them that the future temple... What God is doing in the future, his future temple and the kingdom, uh, it looks forward to the Messiah and what God will do in the temple that is now us, in fact, uh, the people of God, indwelt by the Spirit of God. He says, actually, the future of what you're doing is far more glorious than you could ever understand right now. But what's important is that you see that you're part of what God is doing, that you see that you're part of the purposes of God, even though it doesn't look like much on the ground right now, that you obey the Lord, that you give priority to the things that he's calling you to do and see what he will do effectively is the, is the message. And so we come to the last, and just to say at that point that I think that, I hope you've picked up that as we've been in this book, that it's so relevant to where we are right now. It was, that was a key moment in the history of God's people. And actually, isn't it interesting that there were a whole load of prophets. It wasn't just Haggai that was speaking to God's people at that point. There were lots of others as well who God sent because it was a key moment where the people had been released from exile. They'd, they'd gone into exile because they hadn't obeyed God. They hadn't prioritized the things of God. But he's calling them back. He's saying, no, I... I haven't forgotten my purposes, actually. I, I am gathering a people. I will do all the things that I promised in the past through my people. Don't get discouraged. And he sends lots of prophets, actually, to the people of God to say, wake up, put, put the right things in place, give God the right priority and see what he will do. Don't forget that you are part of what God is doing. And I so believe that uh, as we've done this, I hope you've seen this, that this is, this is our moment also. A key moment, We've, God has spoken to us about being in a new era and coming into a new era. And actually, 
There's a lot of stuff that he said to us. There's a lot of stuff that he said to us as gateway. There's different things that he's saying uh, in our nation right now. And there is that sense that God is awakening us. Just in the same way that uh, we get that phrase repeating itself in Haggai, consider your ways. It comes again and again in two short chapters. Consider your ways, chapter one. Consider from this day onwards how you're going to behave. Awake. Let your, let your heart be stirred. Examine your heart in these days. Because I'm about to do something, because I'm on the move, because I want to remind you that you are a key part of what God is doing and in his purposes. And I want you to awaken. I want you to prioritize the things that I'm prioritizing so that I might use you and do the things that I've purposed to do. Amen? And that is still the message for us today. Do I, do, is there, is there a little amen out there anywhere? That is still what God wants to do. God is speaking to us. He's speaking to us about a new era. He's speaking to us about examining our hearts, about considering where we're at, making sure that we're prioritizing the things that God is prioritizing. Those are the things that he's stirring amongst us. And so we believe that this is a key um, a key thing that he has wanted to speak to us. And alongside um, the book of Haggai, what we've been seeking to do over the last few weeks is to uh, lay alongside it, if you like, our vision. And so as God speaks and stirs up uh, the people who are coming back to Jerusalem and talks to them about the rebuilding of his temple, so we believe that God's reinforcing to us, as it says on all the posters, what is the kind of house that we would build for him? Because actually we now... As I've just said, we now are the temple of God. Amen? God's temple is now built of living stones. You and me are the living stones. Living stones, the Bible says, that, that are to bring spiritual sacrifices. So that amongst this group of people, the Lord is worshipped. Amongst this group of people, the glory of God begins to be seen again. Amongst this group of people, those who do not know anything of God can look on and say, what is it? Who is this God? Who are these people? And that this temple is the place, God says, where he will dwell by his spirit in these days. And so we pray, God, build your house. Help us to examine our hearts. Help us to prioritize the things that are important to you. That you might dwell amongst us by your spirit. That the nations around might see that God is in the midst. That God is alive. That God is in the midst of his people. Amen? And so we come to the very last bit of the book. We're only going to read a few verses. Haggai 2, starting at verse 20. Um, and this is what the prophet says. The word of the Lord came a second time to Haggai on the 24th day of the month. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I am about to shake the heavens and the earth and to overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I am about to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations and overthrow the chariots and their riders. And the horses and their riders shall go down, every one by the sword of his brother." On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and make you like a signet ring. For I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. So only a, a little bit of the book right there at the end. 
but a specific word to Zerubbabel, who was the governor who came back with this group of exiles to uh, rebuild Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple. And I just want to do two things, really, this morning. The first is this, that, you know, we can often talk about God's big purposes, that God is about uh, something with his church, and that God is building his house, and is stirring his people, and that he's doing something in the nations, and that we want to be part of this. And we, we talk these big things, as the prophet Haggai does Uh, actually here. And he says, look, I'm going to shake the nations. You see one little perspective on what's going on amongst the nations, but God says, no, uh, actually, don't forget that I am in control of the nations. That is what I say that goes amongst the nations. It's actually me, he says, who... uh, who overthrew or saw to it that the Babylonians were overthrown and that the Persians came in instead. That And I put it on the heart of the king of Persia to let you back. It's me, God says, that is in control. I'm actually orchestrating the things of the nations. And you may be concentrating on your little thing right now, but I am shaking the nations. And ultimately, only what I have established will stand, God says. Amen? Whatever it looks like right now, God is in control of the nations. And we can see this big picture and we can be, uh, get excited about what God is doing. But, you know, right in the midst of it, what I love about this is the prophet, in the midst of talking about God's big plans and what he wants to do with the temple and the kind of house and uh, getting the people to rebuild according to God's purposes. What I love about this is his attention on the individuals are rubbable. Because often I think we can talk about the church and God's purposes in the nation and we get excited about what God is doing, but God never loses sight of the individual. Amen? You see, for Zerubbabel, these were not great times. Often we forget the individual in the story that we read in the Bible, but for Zerubbabel, these were not the most encouraging times necessarily. So he is trying to lead a people in rebuilding the temple. Some of them are discouraged. They don't like what they see. It's not a patch on the former one. He's having quite a lot of trouble encouraging them to, to get building and to prioritize God thing, God's things. They rebuild for a bit and then they get discouraged again. And he's the guy that's tasked with leading these people. Not only that, but... You know, he comes from a line of kings in Israel. His great-grandfather was, was a king who did some good things, uh, but then they got taken off to, to Babylon because they disobeyed. And he's in the line of kings, but here he is, just a puppet, really, of the Persians. He's been sent back and allowed to govern, but he's not a proper king. He's the governor, and at, at a moment's notice, the king of Persia could take him Take him out if he wanted to. He's, he's not that important, really. And say so he's struggling to rebuild. He's struggling to do the things that God has instructed him to do as a, as a puppet governor in a line of kings. But God comes and breaks in and says to him, but Zerubbabel, remember who I am and remember what I'm doing. 
even though you may be discouraged by what you see around you, remember who you are and the fact that, Zerubbabel, I've chosen you. Don't be discouraged. See the bigger picture. In fact, he says, I'm going to make you my signet ring, which is a sign of authority, a sign of power, a sign of honor. Now, actually, we know that that points forward to the real king who's coming later. That points forward to the Messiah, ultimately the only one who can restore things and can bring about God's kingdom as he intends it to do and properly fulfill all the promises through the Old Testament. But God also is speaking to Zerubbabel in his moment of discouragement and uh, attempt to give himself to the purposes of God and is saying, but I've chosen you. And my authority is on you. And actually, I really want to use you to do something. I want you to see where you fit in God's purposes right now. I want you to see that you're part of this bigger thing. I want to see actually that if you will prioritize the things that, I prioritize, that, that are my priority, then wait and see how I will work amongst you. Wait and see what authority I will put into you, what power I will invest in you. And how I will use you to fulfill my purposes. Zerubbabel, don't be discouraged, but see how I see you. And you know that, if there's one thing I feel like God wants to say to us this morning, that is to grab hold of us individually. In the midst of the big things that we talk about that God is doing in his church and the, the stirring that he's giving, bringing in the nations and uh, the kind of people that we want to be for God, uh, we, all these grand things. But in the midst of it, I feel like God wants to say as we close this book, but you, like Zerubbabel, are someone that I have chosen. That whatever is going on around you and however encouraged or not you look like, you, I want to make you my, like my signet ring, God says. You, I have chosen you. I have taken you. I have appointed you. And that's true of each one of us who is a follower of Jesus here today. That he has picked us up out of the muck, out of the misery, the muck of our sin out of the condemnation that we were under, the wrath of God. He's picked us out. He's taken hold of us and he said, and I have chosen you and I've got purposes for you and I've appointed you to be part of what I am doing. And however discouraged or not you might be right now, I want you to see that you are just in the right place and I'm going to use you. Amen? And I believe that's what he would say to us today. I, absolutely he's on the move. Absolutely, just as he was in those days, he is building his house. But that doesn't mean it's always encouraging on the ground. That doesn't mean we're always like, rah, rah, everything is great. Actually, often we look around us and we, as the people did then with the temple, we look around us and say to God, is this what you intended? Is the church as we see it, is this, is this your plan A? Is this really what you're doing? Is this what you're going to use? And God says, Yes. By my spirit, yes, because I've chosen you, yes, because my favor is upon you, yes. Don't be discouraged by what you see around you. Know that actually, as was brought in the prayer meeting this morning, your own weakness actually allows my glory to be seen. That's always God's plan, isn't it? That was his... As he was speaking to Zerubbabel, what was going on then was pointing forward to the Messiah who was to come. Ultimately, God's ultimate signet ring, if you like, the one with ultimate authority. 
It pointed forward to the Messiah. Only in Jesus can, could all things be brought together and God bring in the kingdom that he'd spoken about all through the Old Testament. But in the moment where Zerubbabel was, God wanted to use him. And what is fascinating, as I say, is that um, uh, there were lots of prophets speaking at this time. And, and a number of them, uh, Zechariah in particular, picked out Zerubbabel in order to encourage him. I think he must... Uh, I think he probably got quite discouraged. I'm not surprised. The building of the temple uh, was, was tricky. The people around him were not always the best people to work with. And this is, can, have you got that other s- scripture, up, John, um, from Zechariah 4, um, which is uh, another prophet speaking to Zerubbabel. Oh, you have no slides. You don't have that slide. Wonderful. Okay, this is what um, the prophet Zechariah says to Zerubbabel. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, the, uh, the hand of Zerubbabel The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hand also shall complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. So basically what uh, God is saying in all sorts of different ways is, Zerubbabel, chin up. Don't, Don't take too much notice of what you see around you. Actually, I've chosen you. I've picked you out. And by my spirit, not in your strength, don't try and work harder to do the things that you think uh, I want to do amongst you. Don't work harder, but be filled by my spirit. Actually, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I actually want to use you. And I want you to speak to the mountains that come in your way. And I want you to say, mountains, get out the way. Let faith arise, Zerubbabel, even despite of what you see around you right now. Let faith arise. Be filled with the spirit. This is by grace. And actually the things, the the day of small beginnings, the bits and pieces of encouragement that you see, I want you to take hold of them. I want you to press into them. I want you to believe that I want to move through you and in you and that I want to build my house around you and that actually I want to invest you with my authority and my power to see my kingdom come. Amen? And that is the message for us, I believe, today. However discouraged... Or not, you might not be discouraged. I don't want to speak that over you. But, but we look around and that we see little signs. But God says, by my spirit, don't despise the day of small starts. But actually believe me and press in. It's a bit like the thing with healing right now. That as we've uh, set aside the week last week to pray and we've started to see signs. And they're those small beginnings of what God is doing. God will say to us, don't despise the day of small starts. Don't despise the little encouragements, but actually press in and speak to the mountains. As uh, Leroy came last week, uh, didn't he, and said, uh, what we need to start doing is addressing some of those mountains that we see in front of us and saying, uh, now move in the name of Jesus. Those are the days we're in, the days of small beginnings, but pressing into them. The days of speaking to mountains and saying, now go, move out the way in the name of Jesus. The days of saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, being filled again, as, again, as we heard last week, being filled with the Spirit of God and believing that God has chosen us for a significant part, every one of us, something to do in the advance of his kingdom. Amen? 
And I'd love to, look, before we go on, let's just pray into this for a minute because um, if you're, uh, as as I say, I don't want to put anything over you in that sense, but if if you look around and you say, but but isn't there more? Lord, I want to see more. Or if you've seen a little encouragement in something that God's given you to do and you've, uh, you want to press into that some more, then I'd, love you, I'd just love to invite you to stand. If there's something, a dream on your heart that, you know, God's given me this, but actually what I want to do is I want to believe that there's more to come. I want to believe that this is a day of small beginnings, but that God now, I want to believe that he's put me here for such a time as this, that actually he has chosen me. He has appointed me. I want you to believe now that he says to you, yes, you're my signet ring. You've got authority. I've put you in this place for this moment. And it might seem small right now, but by my spirit, I want you to advance. By my spirit, I want you to believe that I'm building. I want, by my spirit, I want you to believe that my kingdom is indeed coming amongst you. These are days to not look around and be discouraged and be easily put off, but days to look to God and say, yeah, I believe, Lord, that you've chosen me. I believe that you're saying, uh, you're, you are my signet ring. Incredible sig- symbol of a power and authority and honor, and that actually he wants to use us in these days. And so, Father, I pray. I pray for, let's lift our hands to him right now. Father, I pray that you would come now by your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would seal something in our hearts, even as we've been stirred by this book and we recognize that these are important days and yet it's easy to look around us and be discouraged and think, really, is this it? But Lord, we look to you now and we say, we believe your word to us, Lord. We believe that you have chosen us. We believe that it is all by grace. Zechariah said to uh, Zerubbabel, grace, grace. It's all by grace. You see, often I think we know that forgiveness comes by grace. But shall I tell you what? Sanctification and being transformed, that's by grace too. And as Helen said earlier, if, you, if there's something in your life, you say, oh, I'm so disappointed. I feel like I've let God down. Actually, I didn't say that earlier. But I think there's people here today who are, I echo that. who say, I, I've just blown it this week. I've let God down. And I, I'd love you to stand also. You may be standing already. But I, I just believe that God says... No, that's not the important thing here. I have chosen you. It's by grace. And as you respond to me today and allow me to fill you with my spirit, then there's a a fresh start again. There's always new mercies. And I want you to go on again. Don't Don't be waylaid by the disappointment that you think you've caused God. God's not disappointed. He's chosen you. He's chosen you. He looks at Jesus when he sees you. And so, Father, I pray for fresh faith to rise up. I pray that you would fill each one standing here by your spirit. I pray, Lord, that as we look at small beginnings, Lord, faith would come right now. Gifts of faith, Lord, across this room to believe you. To say to mountains, now get out the way because I believe that I'm appointed by God and I have purposes in him to fulfill. And I'm going to get on with them now by his spirit and by grace. And by the way, not only is forgiveness by grace and sanctification is by grace fruitfulness in God's kingdom is also by grace you don't have to do that you see Zerubbabel was feeling the danger was that he felt he had to work hard because he was in God's uh, uh, in God's people and had been given a job to do you don't it's not about working hard it's about being filled with the spirit and letting his grace come 
that we might do all that he wants to do amongst us. Amen. Father, fill each one. Let faith and grace come right now. Uh, Dave, uh, can you, uh, a couple of people around Dave, I just believe God wants to meet you this morning. And just where there's that disappointment of um, just not feeling quite right, I just believe God wants to come and impart faith and fresh uh, anointing of his spirit to you this morning. Father, I pray that you would bless. Dave, uh, I just believe God would say to you, I've chosen you. I've appointed you. You're, you're my signet ring in that sense. I've, there's things I've, still there's things I've got for you to do. Even as you brought that encouragement the other week, that has actually triggered something amongst us, I believe, in the spirit. There's more of those to come. There's more of that to come. Let the prophetic rise up within Dave, Father, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And God wants to encourage you this morning. Kurama, come, Lord, and come, come, Lord. If you need encouraging this morning, let God fill you right now with his spirit. Amen. Okay, let's move swiftly on. Uh, Maybe there'll be more opportunity to pray at the end. The prayer team maybe can serve people at the end as well. So that's the first thing, that God, uh, amongst the shaking of the nations that uh, the prophet Haggai is speaking about, uh, he singles out Zerubbabel. He, He always singles out the individual and says, I've chosen you. I've got purposes for you. But what... uh, Slight gear change now, just to talk about the other aspect of what's going on here, um, which is that God is saying, actually, I am shaking the nations. Actually, I am in control of the nations. Actually, whether, whether Babylon or Persia is in control and what's happening in the, in the big picture around the world, that's, that's me behind that. I'm in control. Don't worry that I'm not working out my purposes. And actually, that one day, every eye will see the true king. Everything that is not firm, everything that is not of God will ultimately be shaken and destroyed. Zerubbabel, don't worry. Don't worry. I've got history in my hands. My king will ultimately be on the throne and all things will be put right. And actually where you, uh, where there's a shaking of nations, actually, again, if we look at the prophet Zechariah, uh, speaking later on, Zechariah, Chapter 8, let me just read you this bit. Another prophecy uh, about um, what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, Zechariah says this in chapter 8, verse 22. Many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to entreat the favor of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, 10 men from the nations of every tongue shall take hold of the robe of a Jew saying, let us go with you for we have heard that God is with you. And so there's this sense as as the uh, people of God are obedient and they give themselves to rebuilding the temple and they give themselves to God's priorities. Actually, as he shakes the nations around them, there's something else that he's doing amongst the nations, which is bringing those of all different nations to him. Amen. That also is going on across history. Um, And it's 
It's actually prophesied right then. We think that it's about Israel often in those days. But actually, all through the promises of the Old Testament, God says, no, I'm bringing people from all different nations. And it's one of the, the great joys, isn't it, of being in a church that is from many different nations, that it echoes actually what God ultimately is doing as he shakes the nations of the world. What he's doing is actually he's bringing together a people from every nation and from every tribe and from every tongue. And if you look at the end of the story, what you see is, Around the throne of Jesus Christ is people from every background and every nation. And it's the most glorious thing. And what a privilege to be part of a church. It's one of the things I most love about Gateway is that we are from many nations. And our prayer is that God would do that more and increasingly in the days ahead. Where there's division in the natural, where there's a shaking in the natural in the nations among, around us. No, what God, is, uh, what God is doing behind the scenes, his hidden glory, if you like, as we've talked about, is pulling together the nations and bringing a people that is from every nation. And that is, uh, so as we hear the prophet Haggai talking about the shaking of nations, what we look behind that and we see God's promises and we see that he actually is drawing together the nations and, and making this amazing multicolored, multiracial people of God. Amen? What an incredible joy and a privilege to be part of that. And we need to press into that. And where, we, where, where that's a, a, a small beginning for us, we need to say, yes, more of that, Lord. And give us the tools and the, uh, uh, equip us to do that more effectively, where we misunderstand one another, to come and properly be the community of God's people together um, from multiple backgrounds and multiple cultures and multiple tongues. Yeah? Isn't that exciting? And uh, as Callum said, we, are, we, we want to take a special offering this morning. We've talked about it um, uh, a few weeks ago, particularly where Steve Oliver was here um, at, the, at the beginning of this month. Hopefully, a number of you were there. Um, he is the guy who leads our family of churches, regions beyond. Uh, and one of the great things and the great fit for us, if you like, with our vision and how God has made us uh, is that we're part of a family of churches that is absolutely from across the nations. And it is poor, and it is richer, uh, and it, is, uh, it has a, an incredible heart to serve the poor and to see unreached people groups reached. And so it's great to be part of that. And today we're going to take this special offering, um, which is Regions Beyond's annual global offering. So as a church that's part of Regions Beyond, we, we want to be part of that. And we want to do our part of sowing into what God is doing in the nations and what he's called us to be a part of. So hopefully you saw the video either online or uh, the other Sunday. And in just a moment, we're going to take up that offering um, just as a way of saying, yeah, Lord, we understand that we're part of this gathering of the nations and we want to invest into that. Amen. It is an incredible part of our history at Gateway. We've sent many people to different nations, as you'll know. Did you see on Facebook this week that incredible news from Burundi, by the way, that the church registration has come through after all the praying and all the investing uh, that we've done in, uh, into the nation of Burundi? So it, it, it's in our history. It's also very much in our genes prophetically as well. I, I want to just read you one quick prophetic word um, from Julian Adams, we, we want to keep doing this at the moment, is bringing to our remembrance, if you like, the things that God has spoken to us over the years. Julian Adams, 2013, 
God says, what you will do in the nations will be multiplied in the city. What you do in the nations will be multiplied in this town. As you build orphanages, homes, as you release finances to the broken in the nations, even so there will be finance, homes, properties released in this area, into this town, so that you would begin to see the kingdom of God break out significantly. And I think that's such a, that is such a thing for us at this moment, that actually... Over the years, if you've been part of this church, there's been a lot invested into uh, nations, particularly Burundi, particularly African nations. And uh, that, what Julian Adams said, that there's that sense of, and now what you've done in the nations, I want to do in the city. And there's that sense that God is on the move in this city. And so I, I, we want to lay hold of that. Um, oh, you do have the slides. Fantastic. Um, so I, I just think that's one to lay hold of right now as we see some of the fruits of what we've, uh, of what we've sown into in the nations, actually, that we've to believe God for doing things in the city as well. Amen? Right. We've said that the, the, the special offering is into the regions beyond, global offering. We want to add one more thing into it as well right now, because this week, the Gateway Furniture van broke. It died, effectively. Um, it's kind of been on its last legs for a little while. We knew this was coming, um, and it's got to that point where too many things have gone wrong, and it could be repaired for a lot of money, but we wouldn't be uh, happy that it was going to keep going. And so really we're saying uh, we believe that we need to uh, call a day on that van and kill it, yeah, bury it. Do whatever you want to do with it, Andrew. But we believe that we need to buy another second-hand van. Just to enable these guys, um, the team led by Andrew, if you don't know what Gateway Furniture is, go and talk to Andrew afterwards. Does an amazing work. Um, I just said to Helen this morning, I hope she's got this number right. About 35 families a month. Uh, okay, for the last two months, over 40 families being served each month. Uh, with secondhand furniture, where people have nothing, furniture, good furniture that's donated by people in the town, and we redistribute it and give it to people in need who have nothing in the, to make a home. Um, so it's doing an amazing work serving the people of Swindon. And so we thought, what better way? As we having these prophetic words about uh, what we're doing, what we've done in the nations will be multiplied in the city. And that word that I don't know if you've heard, if, uh, right from the early days of this church in 92, when um, the pastor from Bracknell, Ben Davis down the road, uh, spoke over this church that you to build locally, but think internationally. And we always have carried those two things of the local and the international. So how great, um, as we come to the end of this series and say, God, will you Work on our hearts. Will you make sure that we're prioritizing the things that you're prioritizing? How great that we get this opportunity to demonstrate that, if you like, with an offering that is both into uh, the, the nations in that sense and into uh, the local as well by replacing the, the, the um, gateway furniture van. So I hope you're prepared. If you're not, you can do an IOU. That's absolutely fine. Uh, can the band come back? We're going to um, do this offering by coming forward. There's two big boxes here at the front. Um, which we'd love you to come and, uh, if you're not prepared, then put an IOU in. Uh, if you do an IOU, make sure that you put your full name on it and you put the amount so that we can see 
um, what's coming in. So as I say, it will be towards the replacement of the Gateway Furniture Van and the Regions Beyond um, Nations offering. If you want what you're giving to go specifically to one of those things or the other, then you put that on, uh, on the envelope. That's absolutely fine. Um, it's not necessarily a 50-50 thing. We'll apportion it appropriately at the end. Um, if, you, if you don't mind what it goes to, then just leave it. That's absolutely fine. If you want to specify, you can. We're not going to use the regular um, offering envelopes um, right now. We're just going to use the envelopes here and just put the money in these boxes here. So as a band lead us, I'd love to, us to respond and use this as a moment to say, yes, Lord, we, we want to give ourselves to your priorities and to building your house. Amen. This is, a re- uh, this is a way, this is, giving is such a great way to say, I'm prioritizing the kingdom. It's a great way of saying, I, actually, Lord, I'm trusting you because I'm trusting you to look after my finances and my resources while I give myself generously to investing in what you're doing. And that's always the call, isn't it, to the people of God, to trust God with us as we give away to others. Amen. So we're going to do that right now. Did you want to say anything, Colin? Not, not right now. We don't have time, really. Um, do you want to say anything, or should we just go for it? Can I invite you to stand? Come on, let's stand. This is one of those moments. I'm not going to preach, don't worry, but this is one of those moments I feel like God is... Uh, just before Nigel came to preach, I just felt God reminded me of the scripture that um, his eye is upon the sparrow. And his attention is upon us this morning. He's got us, Gateway. He really has got you, too. He's got you. And so often when God reminds us of what he's doing and that he's with us, a way we respond is by giving of ourselves in all kinds of ways. And so this is a moment of exercising faith and trust in God. It's saying, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. I'm going to invest myself again into your kingdom, into what you're doing for your glory. I just want to ask this because it was on my heart earlier in the week, and I'll kick myself if I don't. Is there anybody here who, who just wants to say, I've got the van covered? Um. 10, 12, 15 grand. We're going for a used van, by the way. So if you want to finance a new one, credit to you. But I just thought, I just want to ask. Anybody want to go for it? Starting at 12,500, Andrew. Is that all right? 12,500. All right. That's fine. I just wanted to ask because why not? Somebody might. If you do, you can put it in the box and I'll thank you later. And then I'll say, see, I was right. Um, Nigel, make sure you ask in the east. Good job. All right. <laughs> Right, Alistair, band, go for it. Come on, Father, we want to thank you that you are with us and for us and towards us and that you say you are precious to me. Each person here is precious to you, that you love us and you have plans and purposes for us, that that your kingdom, just as we've seen through this book of Haggai, your kingdom has come and is coming and that Jesus is king. And that you have established your kingdom with your king seated forever and ever and ever. Who will reign with justice and mercy and righteousness. 
And so we bless you this morning, even as we come and bring of ourselves and our finances this morning for your glory. We say it's for your glory and thank you that we get the joy of investing ourselves again into what you're doing in this dynamic way of finance. And so we bless you and we bless this in advance. We thank you for Burundi and that story that's just found its next chapter of the church being registered. But we thank you. You are on the move in this day and we pray that we will be a people of faith who respond to you. Guys, just just want you to know we're looking for an offering of about 20,000 in this. Um, we're taking up the offering this week and next week. Just as Nigel said, please come and place it in the basket. It says um, envelopes and notes and pens down the front here, so it's fine to do an IOU. We're doing this again next week, um, so let's go. Let's rejoice and celebrate as we get to give into what God's doing. Amen.